0: It's the unhashed
1: Hello and welcome to the Unhatched Podcast, the show where we bring Bitcoin down to earth and cut through all the blockchain bullshit. I am your host, Brian Alds. Colin, the uh, dubious brother, not here today. We don't have any nicknames for him, unfortunately. So when he's not here, he just gets a free pass. Uh, but I am here with Ruben, the windmill, the the Dutch rudder, Somsen. Hello,
2: also the Panicokin. The
1: and yes. I forgot, yeah. The freaking Dutch. And all the above. You haven't been introduced yet, Mario, so you just keep your yappers shut. I'm also here with Mario, the Gib, the Jib, the Nib, the Slib, the tactful Get-Burbose, the Last-Minute-Asshole, himself, Gibney. Aye. And I left off some of them because Colin's on here, so we can be like, moderately appropriate <laughs> but we'll still be inappropriate for those of you who tune in to listen for the uh for, for those kinds of things but just, he's gonna be not, so upset when he hears this episode not as inappropriate okay well um man i hope you guys had a great christmas to the listeners and mario and ruben um i had fun it's a good time uh did they? uh yeah do they celebrate Christmas in Canada, Mario, or is it on a different day like they do no, with Thanksgiving
0: what, what what is Christmas
1: yeah, exactly um okay, that's what I thought Communist mm-hmm. communists uh you're too close to Russia up there, so yeah so yeah it's, it sounds like
0: amazing. some sort of event where you guys eat food, and we're not into
1: that as a communist country yeah, <laughs> you just drink your soylent and go on about your day comrade but basically, yeah, okay, all right, well. Um, well, I, there's a little bit, oh yeah, we have some items at the end to kind of look forward and back onto, onto the new year, but I, I, I think we'll just step right into the news and then we'll uh, get to that in a bit. So, uh, so let, let's do it. Uh, so here's the weekly news wrap up, um, in, in the Schotenfreude section of the podcast, um, the hits just keep on coming for Ripple. Uh, a slew of U.S.-based exchanges, including Coinbase, Crypto.com, and OK, OKCoin have delisted XRP this week uh, following the SEC lawsuit against Ripple. Uh, so I, my my Schrodenfreude meter was just pegged all week. I thought that it would be maxed out and then another crypto exchange would delist XRP. And I don't know why... I take so much pleasure when I see these, but I get a little, it's kind of like, an I told you so like I'm happy. Cause like I told you so, but I'm also like, it's like bad things happening to bad people. So that, that's a little gleeful too. It's probably too much though. It's probably not healthy, but w- what do you guys think?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh I mean, certainly I have the same kind of feeling. But like, you know, <laughs> it's not just
1: me. Uh, yeah, 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 of
2: course. I mean Ripple in particular really made things it was like one of the early shit coins that really didn't care about decentralization and just made a whole joke out of it basically. Uh it took a long time, but it finally happened. Um I think it's probably bad in the sense that, you know, these um, shit coins kind of shield bitcoin in a way where like if ripples allowed to exist you know it's it's mm. gonna be a while before they get around to um try and trying to regulate bitcoin um
1: that's an interesting know. point
2: yeah so but on the other hand you know maybe you know um kind of seeing whether uh, Bitcoin can survive against more excessive regulation, is also not a bad thing in the, in the large scheme of things. Uh, so, you know, yeah. you can look at it from that perspective as well. I don't well, know, but I, I'm curious what happens to other shitcoins now. That, that's what I'm yeah.
1: wondering. Well, and I think Ripple was in an especially precarious position here because they've kept on selling it, selling their security to, to people. Yeah. Um, and so, they're
2: not a security
1: yeah 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 according yeah exactly. <laughs> um so you know that's that's one thing that kind of put them in a a much worse position than say ethereum, where kind of the statute of limitations was was kind of done on that and and so yeah, maybe it was would have been illegal another another thing that I'm having a hard time with here though is like I don't want to be cheering regulators coming in and taking over um and, and so like that, that's not what i want but then there's the other side of that is like i want a a the the cryptocurrency of choice to be able to stand up to this and the fact that xrp can't or hasn't at least thus far seems to suggest like it is not decentralized just like we all said it was. And so that's where kind of the Schrodenfreude is coming in. So like th- those are kind of two separate or two kind of warring uh, thoughts. And so well, that's that's what I think I'm having a hard time with.
2: Well, well to be fair, I mean, delisting is not really something that, that couldn't happen to Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin could also be del- delisted. So the thing uh, that yeah. happened to XRP is not the thing that is like related to decentralization necessarily.
0: Well, I mean, um, they were delisted uh, because they were deemed a security and like yeah. the, you know, um, their single point of failure is being attacked by the regulators, you know? So I, you know, sure the delisting can happen to Bitcoin, but the, um, the method by which that happens,
1: uh, cannot. Yeah, I, that's true. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about that, The. Yes, Bitcoin could obviously be delisted if tomorrow the regulator said like, yep, definitely a security. And, you know, I don't know who they would sue. <laughs> um, well, but- they,
0: if Bitcoin's going to be delisted, it's probably going to be delisted for other reasons than it's deemed a security.
1: Yeah. Okay. Although I so- will say this,
0: it's a wonderful time to be someone who cares about, about like Bitcoin and decentralization and doesn't have a moral problem with regulators in general. It's uh, no conflict of interest here, boys.
1: This is just great. Well, I mean, unpack that a little because. Oh like, no! I was
0: just commenting like how you like you're, you're not a big fan of like regulators in general coming after things, but I I am much more comfortable with regulation in general as a concept than you are. Um, no, so yeah, I don't really yeah, I, get, any, I guess conflict of interest is not the right term. Cognitive dissonance is what I should say.
1: Yeah, no, I get I get what you're where you're coming from. I'm just curious, like, so you welcome regulators coming in to protect people from things, but. They could also try to protect people from Bitcoin. I agree. The risk, I agree,
0: the risk is there, but the reasons that they're coming after the after uh, Ripple and XRP are not applicable to Bitcoin. Okay. So, I, I see that as uh, a, a separate risk. I, I see that I, like they're they're kind of different things.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, and, and I do think like if I guess here's the here's the the real uh here's why this matters for the dis- decentralization aspect of ripple and it's because if the sec says oh no xrp definitely a security closes down ripple the company uh sues brad garlinghouse and whoever else for however much money um like that's it that's the end yeah. there there's no there's no more like like oh well we could still have like the Ripple doing whatever it is that they say that it could do. Like, no, it's not. I mean, that's (laughs) that's their excuse. And close the doors.
2: I mean, their excuse is that you can fork their chain and anyone can do that. And therefore, it will continue to survive. And there might be some kind of like, you know, I I think that's roughly the shitcoin analogy where, you know, uh, out of uh, Bitcoin came Bitcoin Cash, out of Bitcoin Cash came Bitcoin SV. And every time it it, it goes down in value and becomes more of a shitcoin. Uh, so yes, yeah. it, so it's possible, but what what do you have left? Like not something that's being taken seriously.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But uh it, it, the thing I was wondering is um so, so you brought up Ethereum, and you know, I'm thinking they awarded themselves uh Ether when they created the the blockchain, right? So they do have a, a stake uh, of tokens that they awarded themselves. And those tokens are continually being sold on the markets whenever the Ethereum foundation needs money, you no? Know? Is, isn't that like kind of similar to what uh, Ripple has been doing?
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. Um, I'm trying to think about why why that would be different. And maybe, maybe it isn't. I, don't, I guess like in my mind, it feels different. But yeah. um, has XRP, have they created more? Have, have there, has there been any, um, any,
0: like have they minted new XRP? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Have they minted new, new ripples, new XRP? I, I think it was just a massive pre-mine and they That's just the, kind okay. of
0: it. They, yeah.
1: yeah. They, they had telling. like 99% of the supply to begin with and now they have 80 or something. Exactly. So, so like, it's, yeah. it's
2: analogous to minting
1: okay so maybe that's the difference maybe the like amount of eth pre-mine versus current is different and i'm not sure what the what the stats are on eth it's
2: around 70% uh and it goes down over time yeah yeah 70% pre-mine uh but the excuse was that it was sold for bitcoin right so uh the uh, i mean roughly what happened was mm-hmm. y- you could pay bitcoins and then they took that as the genesis, basically, of looking at who, who paid Bitcoins and those people were yeah. awarded ETH. And on top of that, they created ETH for themselves, for the Ethereum Foundation, etc. Yeah. Um, as well. And then, you know, you also have to think, like, what's stopping them from paying themselves Bitcoins and printing these uh, ETH tokens out of thin air without anyone knowing? Uh, because you're essentially paying yourself when you're, uh, you know, you're, you're buying uh, these ETH tokens from the initial sale. Um, so, there's all kinds of like questionable stuff that could have happened, but you can't prove or disprove one way or another. Uh, but yeah. it looks pretty bad to me.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying about paying yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you could kind of like almost like recycle them. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. you would have,
2: you would need some fungibility for that, right? So, it's not obvious that you're literally using the Bitcoins that somebody sent yeah. to you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, it, you know, if you had a stash of Bitcoins, you could do it and then just. You know, uh, because those Bitcoins were also supposed to fund development and then just, you know, somehow mm-hmm. send those Bitcoins back to yourself by claiming you're developing or whatever. Uh, you know, they can yeah, do all yeah, that yeah. stuff because it's, it's not like, you know, you're not a company that has to abide by any regulations, especially yeah, yeah. Uh, in those early days. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, of shady that stuff could, could have happened. Who knows?
1: Yeah, that's I haven't never thought about that little that particular scheme. That's interesting. Um. I mean, yeah, there was definitely some some shadiness or, or potential shadiness. I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't done any forensics on it, so I no. haven't seen uh, any. But but, but that's but enough yeah. of a problem, right? Like the fact that it could have happened and we don't yeah. know. Um,
2: well, you know, that's uh, that's pretty terrible. It's not something I would have put my money into.
1: Mm, that's really interesting. Well, um, so <laughs> XRP halved in the last week. Uh, I think you know it, it's it's. I don't know. Is it well? We can finish it up with this. Is it good or bad, Mario?
0: That the the XRP is getting fucked by the SEC. Yeah. This is good. This is fantastic. I'm ecstatic. Okay. Let it it die a painful death. All right.
2: (laughs) It's good for Bitcoin Twitter.
0: Okay. All right. I
1: I think I'm in the good for Bitcoin. It's it's good. I
0: don't know. I think it's it's good for the world in general, except like the XRP bag holders and the guys on the hook for regulators. It's good for everyone else, literally.
1: The sock puppets cannot be paid anymore, unfortunately. But sorry if you're a, a XRP army sock puppet. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, I think net good uh, would would like to see less regulation, but in the world we live in, it's nice to to see the you know the people who you want to see get fucked get fucked. So I guess we'll leave it at that. That's all right. Uh, stepping on number two, uh, CoinDesk reports that Russell Okung is said to be paid in, paid 50% in Bitcoin. Quote, Pay me in Bitcoin has become true for National Football League player Russell Okung. Some 20 months and a 273% price increase after he first tweeted the demand in May 2019, Okung will be the first player for any major U.S. Sports League to be paid in Bitcoin. The arrangement comes by way of Zap the Bitcoin startup founded by Jack Mallers, Strike Zaps' Strike product, enables traditional paychecks to be converted into BTC. Okung just happens to be Okung's just happens to be quite large. His thirteen million dollar yearly salary is being split 50-50 between Bitcoin and fiat, Mallers said Monday in a phone interview with CoinDesk. So it's kind of a cool, kind of a cool story. I don't know yeah. if you guys have anything to talk about.
3: Well, I,
2: I think this is kind of what we need for a Bitcoin economy, right? We need um, people to be getting, pay- be getting paid in Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really, to me, it really makes Bitcoin more real. And it, it feels like people are actually, you know, like rich people are actually like wanting to be paid in this stuff. And uh, yeah, that's. It seems like a big step to me. Like it's just one person, of course. Uh, even if it's a significant amount of money, uh, in that sense, it's not a big deal. But like you know, being public about it and other people looking at this and thinking, like, hmm, maybe I should be demanding this. You know, yeah. Like, I think I think we'll see it more and more. So I think it's it's kind of cool, and I think it's the most sustainable way in which Bitcoin gets into like more demand. So yeah. yeah.
1: I was thinking about the closed economy aspect of this uh, story, I guess, last night. And so we pay BTC sessions for endorsements of Bill Foddle, and he wants to get paid in Bitcoin. And so, I mean, so you know, he, he only, you know, all of his invoices have to get paid in Bitcoin. He only he, he
2: didn't want XRP.
1: No, he did not want XRP. Aww. Which was the, smart of him. Uh, <laughs> Um, and so, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, so we have this stash of Bitcoin that we pay him a little bit every month, but the bill is, is the unit of account is dollars. It's just, he gets paid it in Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, and so I was thinking like, I'm sending him less and less Bitcoin every month <laughs> to pay this bill. That's right. Uh, and it's so like, could, could there be a point where I just don't run out of Bitcoin Uh, I just, you know, I give him a little, a tinier and tinier sliver of the the loaf of bread every every month, and then you know, I just don't run out. I don't know. It's an (laughs) interesting thought.
2: (laughs) You're right. It's uh, theoretically possible. Like I, I I once like thought of a terrible idea, but like, imagine you launch a Bitcoin wallet into space, and you just have it send Bitcoin transactions to Bitcoin network, and it just continually spams the Bitcoin network. But over time, uh, because well, it, it depends, I guess, kind of, but because the Bitcoin's become worth more, maybe it has to pay less and less. Um, yeah, so it can just continue to like do whatever evil stuff it, it can do with the money, and it will last for a long time as long as Bitcoin goes up. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's theoretically true, but yeah, you know, it's only true because Bitcoin's been going up and up and up. Um, and eventually, that won't be true because you know it, yeah. whether the ceiling is everybody has Bitcoin or there's some other events that will cause Bitcoin to stop uh, growing. Uh, Eventually it must not be true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, It can't grow. Yeah. I mean,
0: Uh, I don't think the question is whether I can grow forever. It's the question of whether or not I can grow for the, you know, the entirety of uh, this guy's career, Uh, which seems actually kind of plausible, (laughs) Um, you know, like it's not going to, it's not going to grow exponentially. um, It like literally forever. Um, But you know for the next 20 30 years yeah maybe uh, we can, we, I have can. To, we we could yeah. call it like a bitcoin escape velocity or something
1: i mean like it that. crossed over 500 billion uh in market cap which is kind of a weird metric but it's as good as we have i guess um this this last week and uh so i guess that's not a news desk story but you know whatever it's a, it's a freebie a bonus um but that's not that much money and so like it, it definitely has you know a, at least two orders of magnitude left uh to go to be like the worldwide unit of account now i don't i don't I don't know if that's possible or not, but um there's i don't think it will ever room. be
2: i don't think it will ever be a unit of account actually because uh, well maybe if it's like really ultra used like where everybody is only has bitcoin, maybe then it yeah. will be somewhat stable but other than that i I think you probably need to. Still have some kind of like whether it's like a dollar that's barely being used. It's maybe it's maybe like a uh, you know basket of goods uh, currency or something where mm, d- yeah. the government just says like you know this is this is one dollar even though nobody actually has these dollars uh, but you can price things in it. Uh, I yeah. think something like that might happen. Um, I,
0: I will say this in the case of uh, Russell Okung is that how you say his name? Yeah. Uh, I I I kind of doubt that. Um, uh, they're buying like a big stash of Bitcoin through which to pay his salary for the next few well, years.
1: Interesting, I, you should say that because mm-hmm. that's actually what the next news topic is about. Yeah, well, clearly, I, <laughs> I didn't read ahead.
2: Oh, but but I mean, I to to Mario's point, I, I think that would be uh that would be speculation if they were to buy ahead of time. So I, I think do, those are like separate things, right? Like whether you're paying somebody salary or whether you're. Um, ahead of time investing in Bitcoin? It, it, you know, it's, it's not really, I don't think it's, yeah. I, they're just completely separate questions, basically. Uh, well,
1: but, and yeah. the, the unit of account of the payments is dollars. So if you it bought them ahead be. of time, yeah, you would be, it would be pure speculation on yeah, yeah. whoever is storing them. Sure.
0: But that, but that's what would need to happen with the whole scenario you described earlier, where like you're paying them a smaller and smaller amount of Bitcoin every year. Yeah. 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 Correct. B- yes. But
2: just one, uh, one more anecdotal thing is uh, I don't know what you guys do, but I, I always have like, you know, a hundred bucks or something worth of Bitcoin just in my phone wallet. Right. And I kind of have a simple a problem whale where- right here. <laughs> uh, where you know over time y- you look at it and you're like oh now there's like 500 bucks in there oh now there's like a thousand bucks in there like oops <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I yeah a thousand yeah, like yeah. bucks in my phone <laughs> yeah That's so exact it's, uh,
1: that exact yeah. same thing happened to me i had just some like at what at the time i considered change uh, that was like 50 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever and on my, an old phone in i guess uh, a lightning wallet um and in the like the async lightning wallet just because i had been playing around with it and then like i got to thinking like wait a second i was doing that in like the low 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 period when bitcoin went down to like four thousand dollars so i'm like oh shit like and i looked it up and there was like seven or eight hundred (laughs) bucks in there and and that was even a month or so ago so uh yeah I, i probably need to get that off that old phone before it, it just... it's
2: kind of it's kind of awkward right where you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you start doing it, and you're like yeah oh, this is a small amount i don't really have to pay attention <laughs> to it and later i was like wait a second <laughs> it's a lot of money here <laughs> i need to do something
1: yeah 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 like w- way too much money just to like kind of discard um or not care about like if there was like a thousand dollars in a desk drawer somewhere you wouldn't be like eh, if i if i get around to seeing it then that's great but if i never see it again but yeah. <laughs> uh yeah well, i, I don't really thing. have that i don't really have that problem with mobile wallets i guess like i move my stuff around
0: frequently enough but what i do have yeah. is i have now have i'm just looking it up 69 dollars on kraken um mm. yeah. and this was actually um from the the nano army they kept um like um they they were being very nice when i was critiquing them on twitter for like this weekend yeah. a few months back and they uh they kept sending me like nano tips and uh and so it ended up to like, you know, a few bucks. I think it was like fifteen or, or ten or fifteen bucks. And then I ended up withdrawing it um like using their like nano tip bot or whatever. And then I was like, okay, I don't know what to fucking do with this. And so I looked around for different exchanges where I had accounts at that would let me trade it for Bitcoin. And Kraken was the only one I was set up on. So I withdrew it to Kraken and converted it to Bitcoin. But then at the time it wasn't enough to withdraw. Um so mm. um yeah. Now I wonder if uh, Kraken's minimum withdrawal amount is fixed in I'm, Bitcoin or not. Because if it is should, fixed but... in Bitcoin, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got to figure out how to get this off here.
1: Because it probably has to do with transaction fees.
0: Yeah, I, I just wish they would let me be like set a one Satoshi per byte trans like withdrawal. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like if it takes two weeks, it takes two weeks. Whatever. Like, uh, but
1: yeah, but it no. hit one Satoshi per byte this last. I don't know. Last week and a half, I mean, or so.
0: almost every weekend, it clears out a few. Once Tokyo yeah. transactions, yeah, I, it's not quite that
2: simple because it would create a change output for them that also doesn't confirm. So,
0: yeah, I know, I know. Well, the, okay. The thing is, like, it, it, it it's they're batching though. It, it would be do. It would be doable though. I mean, they could just have like you know, some like percentage of their hot wallets set aside for people who want to do one, uh, stow sheep or bite, um, withdrawals. And then, yeah. And my one it stow per bite withdrawal can be spending from change of someone else's one stow sheep or bite withdrawal. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It, it can be done. They're just not fucking doing it. A bunch so, yeah, It's not, not, not a priority for them.
1: Yeah, not a, yeah, not a high pry. Okay. Uh, moving on number three, this is kind of a, a follow-up to number two. On top of this news, was a bit more about Mallers' uh, Zap Strike. Uh, Strike, which, Strike, which launched in private beta about a year ago, can connect to any bank account via a routing number, according to Mallers. Strike can now be used as a checking account through partnerships with two yet-to-be-named banks. And Maller said that Strike is now processing into the seven figures of monthly volume and expects that number to grow as more big names join Strike's newest payment method. Strike does not currently receive any cut of processing the payments, Maller said, but it might uh, it might add this as it gains adoption. So I thought that was kind of cool that you can, I guess, receive. Uh, you can go both ways on it now. Um, so. Anyway, that's how uh, Okung is getting paid. So I guess uh, the Carolina Panthers uh, just send the U.S. dollars to some bank account, and then Strike takes the USD, converts it to Bitcoin, and sends it to a wallet under Okung's control. Yeah. So it's too
0: bad. Uh, too bad they're not. Uh, they're not uh, speculating.
1: Yeah, they should speculate. They could. It's they could pay for no. half price. Yeah, they could get a half price discount. Yeah, mm, come on, Panthers, get with the get with the Bitcoin program here, so we can all be we can all be Bitcoin gamblers.
3: <laughs>
1: Number four, Skybridge Capital. Add Skybridge Capital to the list of wealth management companies who have already piled into Bitcoin. According to a brochure from the Scarmucci-led company, they have already bought a hundred and eighty-two million dollars of the orange coin. So we had a couple of people uh, last week uh, that we talked about buying in the uh, hundreds of millions of dollars range, and we got another one this week. It's a lot of demand. I feel like this yeah. is going
0: to become a boring story soon if it isn't already, <laughs> like, which <laughs> is right. great. But it's like, you know, if like, I don't know, like I've, like probably three months from now we're going, yeah, you know, another giant fucking company bought like $700 million worth of Bitcoin. Like, I mean, it, it's like, at what point do we decide this is not news anymore?
1: Yeah, okay, fair enough. No, no, uh, no, I'm,
0: I'm not pitching you put it in here. I
1: just, I just I think we're like, doing, it, I'm, yeah, hoping,
0: okay. I'm hoping we get to that point.
1: Yeah. I, I hope so too. Um, and it's it's I mean, normal. I mean, you
2: know, like um, Bitcoin has to grow for these big funds to even be able to put their money into it without affecting the price hugely. So it's kind of natural in the sense that Bitcoin, you know, once it gets to a certain size, it allows for bigger fish to enter. Uh, So I think we're going to continue to see that, uh, you know, into the future with bigger amounts and and bigger companies and whatever. Uh, You know know
0: what I think this might be? I think this might be like if we were doing a podcast like six years ago or something, and this might be the equivalent of us being like, oh my God, Bitcoin was mentioned in like Forbes this week. And like anytime there was a a headline (laughs) in a paper or something was mentioned as a big deal, then over time it just becomes like, eh, not news anymore. And I think we're probably, I think we're transitioning from news to not news for this type of story at the moment. We're, we're yeah. watch, watching it happen in real time. Yeah.
1: That'll we're bringing nice. you the not news right now. I, I I wonder when the first billion dollar buy, I know MicroStrategy bought a billion dollars, but maybe that'll be like the next news thing. Like a single buy, they they bought a billion dollars worth.
0: Well, people were I'd speculating say- that uh, Tesla's looking to raise another five billion um and people were joking that they're gonna buy or i mean some people seem pretty convinced that he's gonna buy bitcoin with it uh because you know he had that like you know several tweet interaction with uh michael saylor on twitter about it and uh i think that would that would be wild i think a lot of people would start paying attention because i mean like elon musk is like i mean he's one of the most influential people in the world and i think if he uh if tesla was like yeah we're gonna buy like a billion bucks worth of bitcoin just to have in our cash balance uh yeah, that that would be um that would be something.
1: I think yeah. he's
2: gotta buy Doge still. That's that's my suspicion.
1: Oh, yeah. No, the thing about that is he spends all his cash. So it's not like like Microsoft, MicroStrategy, all those tech companies, they just sit with cash on their balance sheet. Um, but so they have an incentive to buy some Bitcoin, not nearly as much as MicroStrategy, but uh, but some Bitcoin, just like Mass Mutual, in order to kind of hedge their dollar risk. Uh, but Tesla spends all of his cash, so I don't think it really has the financial incentives to do so. Now maybe it just has the like crazy CEO incentive to do so. Well, for, um, well, I
0: think it, I think the reason that was being speculated was because he was being asked what he was raising the five billion for. And it was one of the first times it wasn't like, we're going to build a mega factory here. It was like, we want to have more cash on hand. So,
1: um, Mm, you know,
0: I, I mean, to be clear, I don't think they're going to do that. I think you're absolutely right. Like any, uh, Tesla is very good at spending any money that they have. Um, and they will continue to do that. Uh, but
1: yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun to think about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, I think like if you were going to hold cash on your balance sheet, like into the future with no no plan to ever spend it or or you didn't have anything you wanted to spend it on right now and you wanted an inflation hedge that's the type of company that you're is going to need bitcoin uh in my opinion but if you're a company that's like eh like we were burning however much how many millions or billions of dollars tesla burns a year like uh doesn't really doesn't really need it. They're going to have to raise again in two or three years from now. So then they'll just, you know, get money then. So anyway, okay. Um, Number five. There's a list of top uh, crypto influencers that was released on on a top Bitcoin news source, but none of us, this is a shocker, none of us are on that list. So That's
0: That's an abomination
1: it makes me wonder like you how should authoritative one, I should have been number one. This is I, why I mean, we
0: don't trust authorities.
1: That's a good point. This is every you kill your hero. I mean, go for it. Yeah. I don't, I, uh, I don't, wait. I don't
2: want to kill you, Brian.
1: Well, it, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm obviously not the hero since I'm not on this list. You're not their um, hero, but you're mine. you're, my, you're
0: my number one. Between yeah. of oh,
1: that's sweet guys. I, <laughs> I appreciate it hmm so who's uh who's on your list mario number one most influential person in right, bitcoin well, 2020 well, you, Go.
0: um and then and then there's me okay um <laughs> and I, I i feel like there might be one or two other people but they're not coming to mind i mean that's really all you need i think um i wonder if there's anyone out there who just follows you and me on twitter ryan <laughs> I, uh, I wonder. Well, I wonder what that feed looks like. I should create a list. <laughs> Someone created this fucking. Some this is an old <laughs> coworker of mine created this fucking. Uh, it was a a, a list of um, like yeah, like he and I hadn't talked in like a long time. And then I just come on Twitter one day and it says like, you know, Daniel Elia has added you to a list XRP influencers. And I click in, <laughs> and the list is just myself and Tiffany Hayden.
1: And I was like, ah, oh, that's a great troll. <laughs> I like that. It was. It was well played, Daniel. Um. If it was my feed it would just be pictures of amazing espresso pours or uh, latte pours. Oh,
0: and your um and your yeah, the, like in the in the shapes of turkeys.
1: Yeah, the turkey, yeah. I had a santa that was pretty good. You you're, you're going to hate me for what I'm about to do
0: right now. That's I'm going I'm going to correct your pronunciation. Uh it's espresso. There's no
1: there's no x in that word. Yeah, no I I pronounce it the the Italian way. So you would appreciate that. <laughs> I don't <laughs>
0: What the fuck you No, what? Italians <laughs> yeah. are not
1: Espresso. Yeah. yeah. Italians so, don't say espresso. It's spelled espresso.
0: No, E S. Um Pretty sure about this. I'm you know, pretty like, sure. Like, actually, the Italian... reason the reason that we say S in English for this is because we're using the Italian pronunciation. Espresso. Like eh. Like uh, for example, uh we we call a box explorer. Um, it's called Esplora in uh, in like the, the, the I guess the open source version because it's our Italian team that built it because it's it's like um, so you're you're doing literally the opposite of what you you say you're doing.
1: Okay, fine. Maybe it's French. I don't know. It's, there's no, one it's
0: nothing. It's, it's there's nothing. one
1: <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> there's definitely a one one language that has an X. Yeah, I maybe I, like
0: Texan or some shit, but it's yeah, like I yeah. I. Know, it's all right, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. It's like I, 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 I was thanking Ruben, but uh, he he didn't. Yeah, he, he never mind. Um,
2: well, yeah, maybe it's Dutch. It's
0: Dutch pronunciation.
2: The the, the the thing that really annoys me is when people say convenient store. Uh, that that one really, oh, I don't know. I get really frustrated when I hear that. Hmm. I, I've, never, no, I've
0: never i've no. never actually heard that before i i no? I, I don't like that at all. The, i feel like i'm gonna listen for it and notice it now
2: you will you will hear it yeah some uh, people say convenience store
0: <laughs> or i think one of those common ones is for all intensive purposes oh yeah which is not oh. Prep- yeah for, it should be all intents and purposes you mean we
1: don't get french benefits i um what <laughs> Instead of instead of fringe benefits, French benefits. I've never heard that one before. I, I don't think I've ever used the term fringe benefits before, anyways. Oh well, you should. It's a good one.
0: I uh, all right. I mean, this has been a riveting section of our show. We <laughs> should we should do a regular Mario grinds his gears about pronunciation <laughs> English gotchas. Be, yeah, <laughs> English gotchas with Mario and Brian Rubin. <laughs> um. mm.
1: There's a there's a Reuben English joke in there somewhere. I'm I'm searching for it, I'm but just I can't. I'm impressed he's
0: kept up with this conversation so far.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I think it, I think it's
0: all of our wonderful English lessons and the practices. It's, now, yeah, 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 we've, yeah. Yeah, this
2: is sad. Yeah. these are like free lessons for me. That, that's why I do so, so, this so podcast.
0: So the reason Reuben does this podcast. That's <laughs> exactly. <he's not> <laughs> it's
2: like a hobby. Learning English. <laughs>
1: uh, I I only got into Bitcoin so I could learn English. <laughs> all right. <laughs>
2: It's got you got to know English, so uh, <laughs> that is, that is sh- should we get into these uh, these crypto influencers because I thought the list was kind of funny, like, I barely know these people.
1: <laughs> I i knew i knew two people on the list, okay? Um, well, well, um, yeah, let, let's go through them, okay? Um, I mean, should we just go down the list? All right, Balaji Servance, Balaji.
0: So I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's interesting. Yeah. I he's one of these people that I have no interest in his blockchain cryptocurrency content, but his uh cont like his kind of thoughts on other matters I find really interesting and pretty uh, Yeah, coded.
2: so d- just to be sure, this is the Balaji, the Coinbase Balaji,
0: right? Yes. Yeah, is, yeah. He, yeah. is, Coinbase is he, CTO former Coinbase CTO? CTO. Yeah, okay. He's yeah. Yeah, he he did earn and got acquired by them and then uh uh I think he,
1: I don't think he's with them anymore is he? Uh no, it, it says yeah, it says former. Uh, so, can you was, can you link was he listening?
2: influential in 2020?
0: I mean, I guess, I guess so. Uh, I, he I was mean, he was quite influential um I think beyond the Bitcoin space though because he was one of the first and loudest voices warning people in Silicon Valley about uh COVID that it was going to be a much bigger deal than people expected it to be. And he was very very ahead of the curve on this. Uh he's also been quite uh vocal against New York Times uh quote tech journalism, unquote. Um, you know, and how it's mainly just like hit pieces trying to show how uh Silicon Valley is not woke enough. He's been a very, very vocal opponent to them. Um it's those all are not, tr- all
2: not very crypto related.
0: Though. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I mean yeah. he is he is, I think, someone worth paying attention to, but not for his Bitcoin crypto stuff. So what I feel like like I I mean again, I don't I can't see this list. If you could link it in the show notes, that'd be great. Um it's uh it's in our chat room. But oh, yeah. okay, okay, oh got it. All right. Um uh yeah, I, I'm not sure like what criteria use they use to come up with this link, but I could see if they were like, okay, boom, here's a pile of people who are affiliated with uh, you know, crypto um and who are the most influential by any metric. I could see how he would you could make an argument for him being number one this year.
2: Fair enough. We don't really know what metrics to just, just put 10 people together without I feel really like their
0: metrics. I feel like they just like probably got together in a room, like, ah, hey, who should put on here? No, no.
1: There were, yeah. They're like 10 people who aren't hosts of the Unhashed podcast. <laughs> because that'd be too easy. Yeah. 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 Exactly. They would, they would, you know, they would just put us and then that'd be the end of their story. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, and then there's Zhu Zhishao. The father of the digital Yuan. No idea. i never, never heard of his yeah. But, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll,
0: I'll, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I've heard there are a decent number of people in China. So um,
1: there are probably there a couple of people there I'm not aware yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. There might be some influential people among the. Uh, <laughs> what is number three? Billion. <laughs> is <this>? Andre <laughs> Crozier. He's a DeFi expressionist. DeFi wow. Expressionist. That yeah. sounds like um
0: kind of utter nonsense right, expressionist okay
1: yeah he founded the platform that kickstarted 2020's DeFi summer but who the
0: fuck he oh, made oh, thousands
1: man. of people rich so there you go it almost broke him it says whatever that means <laughs> <laughs> he founded what did he found hmm all right oh, yeah we're finally got uh, this Wood, would,
3: take
0: yeah. going to we find someone's actually done something like Kathy Wood I don't know who this is um okay she made bets Juan Bennett from Idea, Jesse Powell oh, oh, the bank is now bank okay so it's weird that they would put Amity on here just cuz like I like Amity Rodovar a lot like she did she like seems really cool on the interviews I've heard with her and she does like really meaningful work on Bitcoin core from what I can tell but like I, I've never thought of her as like an influencer, you know, like, um, so it seems, um, strange that like, there are a lot of, I don't know, prestigious lists. I'd be happy to put her on, but this seems like an odd one. you know.
2: Yeah. I think it's, uh, and just I, because she's a female contributor, right? That's, uh, people, yeah, yeah. people expect- like to celebrate that, but like, if you take that part away, it's, it's not maybe as newsworthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That probably was a factor. Um, but, uh, anyways, I'm glad we got her anyways. She's, uh, doing good work. Um, Oh, well, Michael Saylor just snuck in right at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Of course. Well, I mean,
1: I would, I would probably put him number one, honestly. Yeah. Like if I, was gonna, if like, I was making a list.
0: Uh, yeah. Again, depending on the criteria, I, I, he seems to be the person
1: who is most deserving to be on here. Um,
2: it's funny, though. It's kind of lazy because they didn't even put numbers on the list. So maybe he is number one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Maybe he is. That's fair. I <laughs> don't
2: know whether yes. they're counting up or down.
0: And Linda Lacewell, the friendly regulator, is number two.
2: Um, <laughs> i don't know who this is
0: that was the person uh just above him oh so, sorry two spots above him yeah. yeah 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 in between there there's charles cascarilla the paypal whisperer
2: <laughs> oh it's a, <laughs> well, a, a beautiful list go look it up if you're curious who else is on the top 10
1: nice ridicule yeah, th- content from coindesk Link in the show notes yeah yeah. I don't. You probably don't need to waste your time looking. All right, <laughs> don't bother, guys. Don't bother. Um, I mean, we're not on the list, so uh, yeah, that's all you need to know. No,
3: okay.
0: We, we might not even link in the show notes. To be honest, guys, um, just <laughs> fucking find <it> yourself <laughs> if you want it.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, let's let's uh let's take a, a trip back down memory lane. Um, Bitcoin in two thousand twenty. This is the last episode of the year. Uh, oh, shit, recording. Dude. Yeah, recording. Um, I guess this is going to get published on the New Year's Eve, but we're recording on the thirtieth, so we we have pretty much the whole year to look back on. Um, what guys? What was your favorite thing that happened uh, about Bitcoin in two thousand twenty? And what do you think the worst thing is? Just you know, mm. you can you can rapid fire. We can we can go into it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. All right, I have a uh I have a a worst thing. And I think it's this uh the AML KYC kind of creep. Right. Um starting to come onto the exchanges uh with the like travel rule and the all, all it's kind of been a theme I think all year that like as people as as more moneyed people are paying attention to Bitcoin, so the regulators are paying more attention. And so I think that that um aml kyc creep is going to get stronger and stronger as number go up harder and harder so that's that's probably been the worst thing um and then favorite thing i mean it seems kind of cliche but i think you know number go up has to be like if you look back at where we were at the beginning of the year like it was it was pretty like I guess Bitcoiners as a species, uh, if you've been around long enough, are always like hope springs eternal. Like so, like the bull market is always about to come back. Uh, but you know, looking back at the beginning of this year, like it was times were not great, uh, especially to be running a company in the space. Uh, there was you know low interest and and the price was bad. And then you know number go up, mm-hmm. uh, just brings new blood into into the space. And some of it's bad for sure, uh, but I think the cycles of, you know, boom and bust are definitely a part of Bitcoin. And so I think, you know, as we bring more people in with the market going up, it's definitely been it's definitely been good for Bill Foddle. Um, and 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 I'm I'm welcoming the new people that are coming in. So anybody else? Mario?
0: All right. Well, I'll have a go then. Um, I um. I helped onboard quite a few people. Um, definitely the most uh, of yeah. any year since I've been, in the space. Uh, like including twenty seventeen. Actually, twenty seventeen. I I spent most of my like the end of the year like telling people not to buy like Ripple and Ethereum and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I I realized I um, I. Um. Kind of have a, a bit more, like, I, I helped a few friends who weren't interested, like, a few months ago, too. It was really good timing. And I think I probably helped at least 20 people get set up with a wallet, with, uh, you know, using, uh, um, you know, several different Canadian services, which are much, much better than the state they were in. Like, when I moved back to Canada in 2018, like, the, they just weren't mm, good options. Yeah. Like, you know, like, Quadriga was, you know, we didn't really know at the time, it was on its last legs. And, it, uh, you know, now, it, it, you know, I can set people up with, you know, blockchain green and bull Bitcoin and, and Leaden and stuff like that. Um, so that was definitely, um, yeah, that was probably the highlight. I just like helped a lot more people that I know personally get involved. And, uh, and they're, they're happy with me so far. Uh, we'll see if that lasts. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, um And, I don't know, like, on a personal note, like, uh, things are going well with my job. Um, Like, I've been working a lot more closely with uh, Neil Woodfine, which has been uh, really rewarding. He's uh, he's, uh, uh, been uh, uh, my manager for most of this year now, and I really enjoy working with him. Um, And let me think, what else has been good? I mean, yeah, those are some of the big things. I mean, yeah, like, number go up is good, but, like, it, it gets fucking boring to talk about at a certain point.
1: Um, no i i totally agree I, with that um, i think it's yeah. just the to clarify my position a little bit because i'm kind of defensive about it oh yeah um, no, no no i'm not like
0: hating on it, you for doing it. i just no, like, don't want all three of us to be like yeah price went up we made a lot of money you know um,
1: <laughs> no i i think Some it's like the ancillary ahead. benefits that come with that and and you only get that in like would you have onboarded those people like would they have even been interested if the price hadn't been going up? Um, actually, mm. some of them, yeah. I actually helped a few people
0: buy, like, early in the year. Um, okay. Like, um, but, yeah, most of them, the price going up did help. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't most, like, I mean, you know, there have been some in the last few weeks, but I was kind of happy that, like, several of them bought, like, kind of late summer, early fall. And, like, and like you know, um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, price going up helped. I mean, like, I th- it, like, it would have been a lot harder to sell people, like, back in, like, Late 2019, when it was like 3,000 a coin, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I um, I think just the fact that it stuck around has made it easier. Um, I don't know. I'm trying, to th- I'm trying to think of worse thing, like um, okay. worse stuff that... I- oh, actually, best thing for me was sweeping right. through that like giant crash back in March. I like uh, didn't really? check the price for two days. It was just like unaware it had dipped to, to like, up, like below 4,000 <laughs> until it was like back up to like six or something already. I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't watch that happen. That would have been nerve-wracking. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Worst things that happened. I, um, th- there is no bad news because everything is good for Bitcoin.
2: Yeah, I think- um, That's
1: true. I guess- That is always true.
2: The worst thing I would say is COVID and for me at least, not being able to go to conferences- like, that was kind of a bummer. Uh, you know, Bitcoin 2020 was supposed to happen in March. Oh, yeah. Many- okay, mm-hmm. that's
0: it. The fact that we didn't get to meet um, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I will say canceling that trip was probably the low light of the of Exactly.
2: Bitcoin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been quite amazing. Um, also, yeah, uh, just like going to San Francisco in general and- was something I was looking forward to. The conference was something I was looking forward to. And there was a core dev meeting attached I mean, that I was I looking think, forward to I think it's, and hang out with you guys and you know, everything is
3: just like, wow. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm sure we are having technical problems I think here, it's no, I think <laughs> easy and safe for us to say that up. that no. is the worst okay, thing well, that happened yeah. to Bitcoin uh, too, Yeah, I'll just uh, continue with, I guess my sort of favorite of thing was uh, together the thing that remember. I was supposed to be uh, talking. Talking about so, sorry,
0: Brian. Uh, you... Brian, we, we we keep losing you, Brian.
3: i uh, yeah, we, we're
2: we're probably talking through each other here, huh?
0: Um. Yeah, we should just assume. So yeah you, you, you keep going ruben we're gonna we're gonna ignore yeah, uh, brian no. <laughs>
2: i hope brian can fix his uh, internet issue um yeah so uh the thing that i was uh, supposed to present there i ended up uh, presenting uh just online uh, uh about a month ago or, or, or something couple weeks uh which is space chains um so this is something i've talked about already but like it's the perpetual one-way peg and blind merge mining and I ended up just putting that video online and having a lot of getting a lot of feedback and comments. And it was surprisingly uh, popular and people were very interested to hear kind of uh, how it works. And yeah, that was a bit of a highlight for me to put it out there and have people appreciate uh, that work. Uh, So if you haven't seen the space James video, it's uh, it's pinned up on my uh, Twitter. uh, So you can find it there. If you go to twitter.com slash Samson Rubin, it's at the top there. Um, but uh, yeah, in a nutshell, uh, space chains are kind of uh, the idea of like kind of having a sort of a side chain where you don't actually have um, a two way peg. So it's not that you can move your Bitcoins to the chain, but it's still somehow tied to Bitcoin. So you can have these alternate chains that uh, support Bitcoin essentially. So it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I think that was, uh, that was just about my, uh, my highlights. Uh, have we lost uh, Brian still? Yeah, I, think we're just I
1: am back. Oh, he's back.
2: Brian is back. Okay, I am back. Well, I hope uh, I hope everything works. <laughs> so I guess no, uh,
1: yeah, it's going well. Okay, uh, I guess we'll move
2: on to number seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, we we talked about uh, looking backward, but I think New Year's Eve always a good time to look forward. So. Uh, what are we excited about in 2021? I'm looking Whether,
0: uh, tap taproots. I'm looking forward to Bitcoin switching to proof of stake in 2021. Mm. That's gonna be good. It's yeah, that's a it's good needed. one. Uh, we're not gonna you know be damaging the environment anymore. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I uh, that, or dish. we just
1: all switch to Ethereum.
0: I, uh, yeah, I mean that that might be more efficient.
1: Yeah, is there? Yeah, is there any reason do you have more than one proof of stake coin? I think like you know one coin to rule them all, right, Mario?
0: I I don't know. I'm a big fan of uh, that. Just for every single thing you do, you should be using a different coin. I think that's the efficient feature. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't worry, it'll all be in the background, Mario. Yeah, it's just
0: it'll be taken care of for you. Like I want a specific fork of DentaCoin with which to buy toothpaste.
1: Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And sand coin, so you can buy your <laughs> uh, playground sand. A, coin for, every, sand a coin
0: for every types of sand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get uh, get I, a okay, monopoly
2: on yeah. the sand tokens.
0: But for reals, uh, Taproot, yeah, Taproot's going to be exciting. Uh, I want to yeah. see Simplicity doing shit on... uh hey, on is a, that going
2: to be 2021? I, I guess, yeah, in, uh, on, on Liquid. On, on yeah.
0: Liquid, I, I think yeah. it's reasonable to expect it to be in 2021. 2021. I hope uh, so. Mm. I'm I'd still a little
2: th- hesitant to really expect that but i know that's the planning but still you know you know how those things, things go right
0: yeah no i mean well i mean i could say the same for taproot ruben true but we uh,
2: we got pretty far like yeah <laughs> i don't know
0: I, I, I realize i realize it's not guaranteed i'm I'm hopeful yeah. and excited that uh we might see that functioning but like yeah in, in general more liquid adoption um i i would love to be able to send My custodian to custodian transfers on LBTC and not waste time on the base layer um, when I'm doing that. That Mm. would be cool. You could already
2: do that if people were willing to accept LBTC, right?
0: Uh, Yes. And gradually more and more of them are. But uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking forward to that being more widespread. Like there isn't a single point at which, boom, it's done, it's here. You know, it's, it's like, like people ask, you know, when is Lightning going to be ready? Like there's not going to be a single day where we decide, oh, okay, Lightning's ready now, everyone can use it. it you know, it just gradually becomes, you know, more stable, more accepted, in more locations. Like it's the same way.
2: Let's say uh, if merchants in your neighborhood started accepting LBTC, would you think that that's like a good development? And would you start like buying your lunch with LBTC?
0: uh that is a good question i mean i probably would just out of solidarity with blockstream but like that's not really what it's for um i'd be excited it's getting more adoption um but i um
2: it's not what it's not for right like i mean it's an open (laughs) platform yeah
0: yeah that's true that's true if people yeah actually it's a good point like um i probably would yeah yeah, yeah, i think i would um at least sometimes um yeah i I think it'd be cool yeah especially if uh, i have like I don't know if they accepted like you know LCAD, like you know the Canadian stablecoin on Liquid. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. I um I mean I've paid for a few neat things with Bitcoin over the last year, including you know uh, some tattoo work. Uh, I paid for gas money for a friend. I bought food. I uh, what else? I kind of sent another example to someone recently. Silent. You bought food. Uh, what's that?
1: You bought food with Bitcoin. That's interesting. I I did. I don't know.
0: I don't have food the- in Canada. I, uh, well, they, we don't, but you have to buy it <laughs> in Black Market, which is where the Bitcoin comes <laughs> in handy. <see>. So. <laughs> I, um, Makes sense. So I think I was like paying a friend to, um, pay for a meal, but I mean, again, uh, okay. but there are like, there are cafes in like, um, Vancouver you can go to, if you go to a waves cafe. They'll accept your payment for, um, for your coffee or your, um, whatever snack you got there in Bitcoin.
2: Yeah, I, I I guess one slight issue, if, if merchants started accepting LBTC, I mean, you still run into the block space issue eventually, right? So it's sort of uh, a thing yeah, yeah. that doesn't it, scale yeah. still.
0: Uh, it's a broadcast network, just like Bitcoin is. Um, so it's yeah, not a yeah. scaling solution. So yeah, I think that if people were accepting LBTC as payment in stores, that would be very much a temporary thing. Yeah. Um, it would be better would than LTC at least. That, yes, I agree. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, like, I think oh, that's cool. Yeah, I paid for therapy with Bitcoin. I um I, I see a therapist about once every two weeks. And uh I uh I made a joke once when are you gonna start accepting Bitcoin? And he was like, Set me up with a wallet and I will
1: and I was like, All right, cool. So <laughs> it's like but I don't want to pay you because I'm saving my Bitcoin. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, kind of, that kind of happened. Like we
0: get we get a wellness allowance at work, like we get a certain amount of money each month okay. to spend on like our like basically, you know you know, health. Bonus. Benefits, uh, yeah. Benefits, yeah. Um, and, um, and I don't think we have it set up right now for me to, uh, actually I didn't ask, maybe I should have, um, but like, it was just easier for me. Like, uh, so like when he said yes, like my shrink said, yeah, he was like, yeah, send me with a wallet and you can pay me in Bitcoin. Like the first month he did it, of course I paid him in Bitcoin, but the next month I wanted to expense it. And I like, didn't know how to do that with uh, with like mm-hmm. a transaction mm-hmm. ID, so I ended up just paying like with, a, with like a regular bank transfer and sending that off. But I should ask actually; it would be um, I think I would have an easy time shaming Blockstream into allowing me to expand. Yeah. Uh, that seems like something expense, they would do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pay. Yeah, pay, pay yeah. Bitcoin, yeah. It,
2: well, you know what you should have done. You should have set up a testnet Bitcoin wallet and paid him with that.
0: Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sick burn! That be, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Um, I would, yeah. Well, I, I, that might have worked, but then I feel like I couldn't have expensed that one. Um, that might somehow
2: been you might yeah. run into trouble if you, if you did that.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think it, that, it, that might be good if it was like my last ever session with him. Um,
1: <laughs> here, no, no, here, no, here, no. Here he here here to
0: Find out how much uh, money money it's worth.
1: Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta say like this is your first lesson in Bitcoin. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're welcome. Well, welcome to Bitcoin, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, Don't that's, trust that's, verify. That's <laughs> Looks like you're not running your own node, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll double
0: spend him. Yeah.
2: Don't you know if if it's like the last session, you could you could just send him like a hundred a hundred tesla bitcoins, and he'd be like, "What?" And You're like, "Yeah, man, <laughs> that's how much I, I like really it. appreciate everything <laughs> you've done
0: for me." And well, it's like um, you know those little uh, those physical coins like um. They, they kind of look like poker chips, but they've got like a QR code hidden inside and they're loaded up with like, you know, point zero 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 one Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah. Um so I, I got a big handful of those and I remember um when I was in Toronto last year, I stayed with a friend of mine for a couple months at his place um for very reasonable rent. And uh I was trying to get him into Bitcoin and he, he kind of he was still hesitant about um about buying any. But at the end of my time there, I was like, "Hey, man, like this is for you. This is like you know, Bitcoin stored in a physical device." And He was like, "Oh, man, I can't accept this." And I'm like, "That's oh, fine. Like, you know, just take." It. He's like, "No, no, this is too much." And I'm like, "Dude, it's not an entire Bitcoin. It's like 0. <laughs> <laughs> he thought I was trying to give him like an entire one." This was back when it was like kind of, kind of near. It. it was like peaking at like 14k or something. I was like, "Relax, man. This is
1: worth about ten dollars. This is um, yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Actually, he messaged me. What you- at- yeah. What do you guys think about like? Okay, if you if you make something like that for friends and family, like if you keep a copy of the the private key,
0: yeah, I, I had a friend of mine uh, here. He, he ran the Bitcoin meetup in Victoria before he took off. Um, yeah. he said he like got sick of giving people like a mnemonic with Bitcoins, loading it, and then they they would lose it. And yeah. so we, what he started doing is he would keep a copy of the mnemonic for himself. He would give it to people, and he would say within the next year you have to move this to your own wallet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or I will take it back. <laughs> and he said something yeah. like 80% of people, um, he would end up taking it back a year later and they would all come back complaining that they'd lost their key. He'd be like, ah, oh, that sucks. It's too bad. Like you lost it. But at least that way the money wasn't wasted. I think that's pretty yeah. smart.
1: No, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's that's kind of the, the, the back and forth that I go in my head. Like huh, if I was going to give someone like 50 bucks in Bitcoin, like I think I would keep a part of the key just because like I know they would lose it.
2: Yeah, I I had that happen with my dad. I I gave him, you know, something like 50 bucks uh, a long time ago. It would have been worth a lot now, probably. (laughs) And he he lost it. He totally lost it. So, yeah. I think uh,
0: think I've only given a mnemonic out as a gift twice, um, both for weddings back in 2018. And um, one of them, she she told me recently she still has it. Um, And I forget if the other guy has it or not. I'm not sure. It was about 100 bucks worth at the time. So, probably, I don't know. Two hundred bucks now or something, but yeah,
1: yeah. Hmm. Huh. All right. Anything else? Uh, oh, I haven't said what I'm excited about. <laughs> um, I, I almost, I almost missed it. Uh, so I'm excited about all the like ancillary services. Like looking back on 2020, like th- you mentioned a bunch of stuff, Mario, a uh, lead in, and. Um, you know, new, new stuff on liquid and, and so like, and we, we talked about uh, strike that happened this year. Um, so like, I think as the space gets larger, there's more money and more kind of brain power comes in. Um, it, a lot of the improvements, yes, we have some like super smart people working on the base layer, but you know, there's all this ancillary stuff that just works with the base layer that it's all really cool. Um, so I'm excited to see what what new stuff, uh, new services, new products will come out in 2021. So that's that's my uh, pitch. I'm always excited about new companies kind of springing up along in the space. So that's what I think. Cool. All right. So so that uh, brings the end of the news uh, slash reminiscing slash forward looking uh, part of the show down to the price analysis section. And once again, number go way up. Keep the pump, baby. All right. Yeah.
0: Oh, go.
2: No, I was just going to say, like, I, I never actually know where the number was compared
0: to next week. Like, Yeah, it's more of a feel. Were you, are you like, just not aware that, like, we hit, like, all-time highs recently, Ruben?
2: No, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, you can't get around that, but, like... I don't okay, know so, if, but if if that hap-
0: if that happened last night number has probably gone up <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean the alt- like did it happen no it, it happened before already right like it happened like like didn't it already happen last right. week yes, happened did it happened it happened again
0: too. like 12 hours ago or
2: something <laughs> 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 yeah so we're yeah i mean we're always hitting all time high compared like every time it goes up now it's all time high right no. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Right. My, my point. Yeah. So my point being. Up. <laughs> yeah. Number. Number went even up. Up even more. I see. Okay. Hmm. Yeah.
1: More. More. Yeah,
0: up. I, I feel you though. Like uh, normally week to week, um, it's not that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it uh, is hard. Just, Usually like, yeah. this month though, I'm kind of like I think you just assume number number went up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have assumed it, but I I, I wasn't sure. I, I guess it's just uh, that like I don't I'm
0: make assumptions depressed. here. Yeah. Um, on, uh, <laughs> Unhashed uh, technical analysis only most rigorous and yeah. um, and evidence based um, mm-hmm. price predictions. Yes. that's correct. But it's kind that, of funny
2: how that's all you need. Like you really only need to hear number goes up, number goes down. Like like what we're doing is basically enough for anyone.
0: <laughs> I yes and no. I mean the rainbow chart is pretty is pretty um prophetic, if you will. I think that it might true. be it might be the, um, the ultimate source of truth on this subject. Yeah. So, Although we, uh, we agreed
2: that the double rainbow chart was better.
0: I, I'm excited to hit double rainbow. I really am excited to hit double rainbow. It's going to be great.
1: Full on double rainbow.
3: Oh my God, it's so beautiful. so beautiful.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that brings Price Analysis Act to the end, which brings us to the lightning round. And by tradition, I get to go first. So, here I go. Um, 2020 is done, more or less. We're moving on to 2021. The coronavirus, vaccines for all my friends. You get a vaccine, you get a vaccine. We get to go places again. So, you're probably going to be using Airbnbs. The question is, in your Airbnb, would you rather have not enough hot water or an uncomfortable bed?
0: Oh, um, yeah, I'll take not enough hot water. I uh, When you said that first, I was just like, because mm, I have to take longer showers now because I've got like Rapunzel-like hair at this point. Yeah. But um, yeah. I I can deal with taking faster showers. And it's like the shower lasts, you know, if you take a long shower, it's a, what, like 20 minutes? Um, yeah. And you probably could be taking a shorter shower if it's if you don't have much hot water, and that's it. And then once you get out of the shower, you're fine. Like you know, sometimes it's actually really nice to like take a cold shower and get out. Um, but if you have a, a bed that's not comfortable, like that lasts all night. And then like for me as well, the the few times that I sleep on a bad bed. Like, my generally, generally, my back hurts like pretty badly throughout the day and stuff. So, that's like, this is an easy yeah. one for me. I'll take, I'll take the lack of hot water. Like, I would take like absolutely completely cold showers in exchange for having a comfy bed if that's what it meant. So, yeah, not enough hot water. I can deal with that.
2: Okay. Really? Yeah. It's, uh I mean, if the shower was like completely cold, it, it might, might be like a challenge. And I'm also kind of thinking, like, you know, I could, i can sleep pretty well on lots of different things like if there's a couch that's okay too like obviously there can be like a bed that is really uncomfortable or or sleeping on the floor is somewhat challenging but even that can be kind of okay um so yeah but like if there's a little bit of hot water and i could just do a quick shower that seems sufficient but if i really can't shower then i'd be tempted to Go with the bad bed and just see if I can find some different way of sleeping. And and well, I yeah, is this for one night or is this like a whole week?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah it's a week stay in you oh, know some new country. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. Like if you're gonna be there yeah, for a week, like, you, you need a good bed. I
0: think it's like you sleep on the bed every night. Like in a week, you're gonna shower what? Like one time, maybe? Like <laughs>
2: half a time. I mean, there's a sink.
1: <laughs> I guess you know you could use the stink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, like, yeah. I mean, just I need shower.
0: Yeah. What what are, what are you doing during this Airbnb trip? Is it like, you know, is are you out in the woods in like a cabin? Like uh, you know, you're in
1: you're you know. in uh, Asia, so you're just like sweating, no matter even if you just like, uh, you walk out. Uh, but, okay, just, but then you don't need. Yeah, then, then you don't even
0: yeah, then you don't even need the hot water. You just come in, take a, mm, a cool off shower.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. sometimes you just need hot water. I don't know. I'm I'm at the the no the cold water with the comfortable bed. That's what I'm going to pick. So that's the right answer. Uh but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a it's a rock and a hard place. A rock and a uncomfortable bed, if you will. For sure. A cold yeah. water and an
0: uncomfortable bed, if, cold, you, if, yes, you, if you yes. will or
1: I think uh that's we have a new saying now. Just roll, right. rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will know what you're talking about. Uh, has, right. you,
2: have you ever slept on a waterbed? Is that actually comfortable? I'm not even
1: sure. Uh, I have slept on a waterbed, and no, not really. I forgot that <laughs> was kind
0: of a strange. thing. That like sounds really 90s to me. Very eight. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think like late 80s, early 90s thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh, it was I, actually I, I, never good, but people just pretended it was. Is, is that? Is that it? It, I mean, I,
1: it, it makes me it, think it was a status symbol. I think maybe
0: they've just gotten better at building, like you know. I don't know memory foam type shit or I don't know maybe there's just like cheaper ways to build things that are just as comfortable and you know yeah. don't have a risk of water leaking <laughs> <laughs> all over your house <laughs> yeah
2: it just doesn't like even like I even though I never tried it it just never seemed like it would be comfortable
1: it for me it has kind of like a a uh, lower class connotation for some reason it's like oh. I don't know why but yeah i, I always well, thought it maybe, like maybe it was thing.
0: maybe it's one of those things that was high status and then after the fad faded it became yeah. low status that might have <laughs> been it. okay
1: maybe yeah and i just came of age like to recognize it after that it had already and yeah i could see that that being true yeah like lava lamps <laughs> like a lot <laughs>
0: those are still Multiple. cool guys Actually, honestly, I wish I owned a lava lamp. I think I will get a lava lamp once I once in my own place. <laughs> I've
1: heard about people sourcing entropy from lava lamps.
0: That
2: yeah,
1: I mean, that's an interesting idea.
2: You can always, uh, yeah. If it's like, I don't know how you do
0: that, but okay. It's it's truly random. I yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah, just anything from nature can be a good source of entropy. No. It's it's too complex. I wouldn't say it's truly random, but it's too complex.
1: Mm, okay
0: all right my turn okay. so right, i've been go. looking for a new desktop background and i wanted something jungle themed and i ended up coming across a few um a few just just, just it was in that kind of mood um and, <laughs> a uh, uh, relatable
2: problem <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, fuck you guys um all right i um so i ended up coming across uh, a couple uh images i think they they must have produced these in lead up to the live action uh jungle book movie uh that came out a couple ah, years ago i i watched that. Yeah, and so there's a. Uh, I think I watched parts of it, but so my uh, my background right now is a uh, 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 very high definition picture of Mowgli crouching down and uh, uh, B- Bagheera is that the name of the panther um, creeping mm, up I don't towards Mowgli. Um, so my question is, um, you get to have a, a jungle companion, some sort of I don't know, spirit animal or. Or, you know, you're one of these big jungle creatures is your friend. Uh, who who do you choose as your animal and why? Mm.
2: Does it have to be one of the jungle book characters or just any? Uh, it's got to live
0: in a jungle. Let's put it that way. A
2: jungle animal. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I mean, if you want to choose a fucking, you know, bonobo, even though that wasn't a jungle book, I'll I'll let that slide.
2: <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Bonobo seemed to know how to have fun. <laughs>
0: See that sounds weird because now it sounds like you want to bang your bonobo. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
2: I I did a presentation on nope. bonobos in uh, in middle school. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? That's so Amsterdam. What? <laughs> <laughs> how, how did they let you like choose that? Oh yeah, sure. That's great. yeah, yeah. But they did, no, man. middle school boy. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was very popular with the uh, the other kids. <laughs>
1: we even had a little uh, video
2: it's like I, I did it with another another friend yeah that was a yeah so bonobo there you go that's that's my uh my spirit animal
3: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> amazing.
2: okay just be uh, sexually um, active all the time with uh
0: like your friends you know, this isn't like you me. don't become the animal. Like this is a companion of yours, right? <laughs> a
2: companion. I, I thought I was like, I was no, you don't. You don't turn like into like the
0: animal. The, yeah. No, Mowgli, <laughs> Mowgli doesn't turn into like the panther. I pick, like, animal, like, I just like, get
2: this like horny ape that continually follows me. That that sounds terrible. <laughs>
0: yes. Why? Are, why are you <laughs> choosing that? <laughs> Jesus.
2: Well, maybe uh, may- maybe it keeps the other predators away because they're so scared of how <laughs> sexually active he is.
3: <laughs> they're like, All right. oh,
2: you're gross, man. I'm staying
0: away. <laughs> well, and, uh, try, oh, try I have to- nothing to do with that. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. All right, Brian. You got anything... Um- I—I I mean, I was going to say, do you have anything less weird than that? But I think it'd be hard to be more weird. So,
1: <laughs> I'm a panther. I would pick the—I would pick Bagheera the panther. But I, <laughs> I don't even. What kind of acts would you perform with the panther, Brian? Oh, what kind of acts? I would ride him. That'd be, see- that'd be sweet. Gross. Come in <laughs> riding a panther.
2: That would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, what would my i would it be like? Pink Panther would be the walk on song for that. That'd be cool. <laughs> did you know? Did you know that Panther is not um, his
0: own species of animal? Um, hmm.
3: A Panther is yeah, simply a, a leopard, jaguar. a
0: leopard or a jaguar, which are mm, different yeah. species that uh, has uh, just black fur. And mm, crazy shit, huh?
1: Yeah. Well,
0: so jaguar. So you you
1: take the jaguar Panther. Yeah. Yeah, definitely needs to be like a deep black almost purple.
0: Purple. Uh, wow. Purple. Okay. The the Purple Panther and Brian. Okay. Purple Panther. P- purple Panther. All right, Brian the Purple, the purple Panther. panther. ruben has got a horny bonobo. Um <laughs> I I got to rep the the unhashed podcast and I'm going to choose capybara. Um that would, oh, would nice. definitely be mine. Yeah, um yeah, yeah. You know, thinking that. They're, they're you they're know very, what? Yeah. They're not too I, fast, but they're I like their I like their, their pace. They seem to know how to chill and enjoy life. Um, they function well as furniture. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, chill, uh, chill. They're, they're, they're cuddly, so they can keep you warm at night in a in a platonic way. Don't get any. <laughs> um and uh, yeah, they just seem like all around good guys. Hmm. I uh
2: I I, I got uh, I finally caved and got Netflix and uh, I I put the uh, capybara as my uh as my profile picture.
1: Nice, nice. oh nice, yeah,
0: yeah. I think shout out to Fat Jeff. Shout out to Fat Jeff, who he loves his capybaras. He sure does. I um I think also what I could do then is if I am with my capybara, I I could have um some modern art commissioned of us hanging out and enjoying cocktails, and uh. You know, dress the capybara up in a tuxedo or something. (laughs) I think that'd be worth doing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be
2: good for sure. Yeah. All right, time for my question. Um, so my question is a a light-related question. So the question is, would you rather forever like any any room you are in that it's dimly lit but kind of cozy? So it's like you know, it's it's nice warm lights. But it's like slightly too dark to comfortably, I don't know, sit down and write something on paper, or you know, you don't have like a lot of light. Um, yeah. Or just everywhere you go, it's just bright, cold office
1: lights. Hmm. Can you read? Could you read in this dark? In the the dark room? You can or read. Like
2: you it's just like maybe you know, it's like you wish you could turn up the the lights, but you can read.
1: Okay. Like can I still um, go outside
0: and enjoy normal sunlight when I need to? Is it just yeah. the rooms I'm in? yeah, it's just
2: whenever you're indoors okay. it's just, mm. you,
0: okay. you
2: can't you can't sit in your
0: room and turn oh, on, is, turn on like a bright light to, to do decision I don't know why Brian's taking so longer. I would choose the dim light, yeah i yeah oh easy yeah. Man. yeah, like harsh light is the worst, um, and like. I've been um you,
2: you can't turn it off to be to be clear, right? If you sleep, you don't have yeah. to have it on.
0: Yeah, I know, but there's no like no middle ground. Nah, fuck. There's that. no middle ground, yeah.
1: Yeah. So my mom keeps her computer like insanely bright. I think Colin does this too. And like I went over to use it and it was like so bright that like I like had to like advert my eye avert my eyes for four or five seconds and then like slowly bring them back into it. And uh, then like that's how I'm picturing this room <laughs>
3: uh,
1: and, and like, I, it's just, it's an uncomfortable. Uh, I mean, the room is, it's like I an fear. office, right? Like it's,
2: it's, it's, if you're comfortable being in an office with like bright lights, you're, you're, it's not like you, you know, it's not going to hurt your eyes.
1: Yeah. But I just kind of like the cozy din feeling of, uh, the, 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 the like your favorite bar kind of dimness. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be nice. So I guess,
2: uh, like for me, I, I find this really difficult. And I, I feel like this is exactly what, what what's like different between like Korea and the Netherlands, where in the Netherlands, everyone has the dimly lit cozy lights. And in Korea, it's just all bright office lights everywhere. <laughs> um, I, I got to say, I think I would pick the bright office lights. I just feel like the dimly lit, it's just like especially during winter, it's just a little bit too, um, you know, it's, it's just like dark and, um, yeah, it just makes me sleepy and feel like, yeah, it's, it's not like day or something like, it's just, yeah. So even though I think both are terrible, I think I would actually go for the office lights, but yeah, that's just me, I guess.
0: So it's kind of funny that you bring this up. Like I, Light has been something I've been thinking about a lot over the last month, um partly because uh you know this time of year you get very short amounts of daylight, also if you have a weird sleep schedule like me, that means that like you very rarely get outside in the daytime even more than most people um and I also like I found that uh i you know my mental health is like yeah, it's not as good October through December, and that's it's quite common for a lot of people I estimate like something like. 25 uh, percent of people get you know seasonal aspect affectation disorder which is basically like i think it's largely like a light vitamin d deficiency or something but mm-hmm. um it's only like, if you live up
1: where there's no sunshine i uh
0: well i happen like to live in a place five, where five, like it gets dark be. at like i don't know four thirty here now so um
1: yeah, so, so yeah not, it, not it, pretty dissimilar
2: here unfortunately
0: yeah uh, i think i think ruben you might be further north than uh than i am actually um pretty sure that's that's true but um Anyway, so I um I have a cousin of mine, I guess my cousin's wife and she um normally I don't follow her advice when it comes to like wellness and shit cuz she's into like healing crystals and all this all this <laughs> great stuff. Um well, one thing she did get is she got one of these therapy lights, which was a uh, it's it's this lamp that's basically it's designed to replace the sun. It emits like such, you know, a high light that apparently it it uh it's equivalent to like going out and getting some sun, and you need to have like a ten thousand lux or whatever. And she got some like one hundred fifty dollar version of this and is, is sworn by it. The last she's used for the last two years during the darker months of the year, where she'll wake up in the morning and shine it on herself, and apparently it helps. Does um, it
2: actually make you produce vitamin D, or do you actually need actual sunlight for that?
0: I th- I think it's intended to be the to produce the wavelengths of light from the sun that allows your skin to do that i think so i i don't i'm not an expert but i've got i I decided to order one i I looked up online to check like i don't know there are a few few places that compare the different products and there was this one that was like uh you know a few of the product reviews kind of said this one's pretty good it was only 40 bucks um and then i went to amazon to get it and it only had like three and a half stars or something i was like oh that's odd like usually the are highly recommended one by review sites Tend to be highly recommended, on, you know, Amazon. So I read through the the bad reviews. Uh, just people be like, "Oh, it's too bright, burn my retinas!" You know, I can't mm-hmm. turn the dimness down. I'm like, okay, well, it's supposed to replace the fucking sun, so I don't know what you're complaining about. Um, so I, I took that as a good sign. I ordered one. I've been using it for the last couple of weeks. Um, and uh, yeah, I um, I I mean, it's a bit early to for me to report whether it's had a meaningful impact on my. On my uh, wellness. But uh, yeah, I, I would say it. Um, I, I just found it a bit funny because I generally do prefer dim lighting. But because this podcast is the first thing I did in the morning, I, I have had this like giant, like white light shining in my face uh, while we've been recording <laughs> the whole thing. So I thought it was funny that Ruben brought up this um,
3: <laughs> lighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
0: in yeah. general, though, I do prefer dim lighting. I really do enjoy like soft, warm lighting. And as long as I can get outside, um, now and then, or, or you know, shine my Verilux happy light in my face when I, I, I'm good.
2: Yeah. So uh, a little bit of advice for anyone who's looking to buy lamps and stuff, because we've been looking into it. So you, you got this, uh, this kind of like a uh, different light temperatures and there's like, it, it goes like from 3000, 3, 3, K to 6,000 and uh, 3000 K is basically that's kind of the cozy lights, but you don't get like a whole lot of lights from it. You know, 4,000 is a little bit more in the middle where it's, it's like it's, it's regular light, but it's also still a little bit like on the cozy side. So that's good if you want it to be bright, but still, um, you know, still also a little warm feeling. And then 5,000 to 6,000, like 5,000 is like really white and 6,000 really gets like blue white. So it's like even whiter than white. So I don't know like if that, that's a thing, but that looks kind of like, you know, that's like bathroom light, like super cold, um, so definitely, I would stay away from that um it seems like four thousand k is about like the, the good good place to be at where you know if you want a nice compromise so that's oh, that's my lighting looks, advice
0: yeah, this is literally ten thousand um yeah, that's lux though that's not the
2: that's that's uh that's the brightness so so this is the light temperature so uh-huh. the, the light temperature of a uh sad lamp is probably around five thousand k huh okay Interesting. Mm. Well,
1: the things you learn on the Unhashed podcast. You're you're right. an expert on many things, Ruben. Yeah, I, uh, I
2: became one because I was so frustrated about a light ear. <laughs> <You>
1: wanted some <laughs> just office uh, office space lighting. Just I, some mean, light. I mean, the
2: ideal is to get a lamp where you can literally change the temperature. Uh, I mean, that's oh, the that best. Be cool. Yeah, the those are pretty
1: pricey. Yeah. Some nice, sterile... Fluorescent lighting.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love anything with the word "sterile" in it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Unlike your bonobo, definitely not <laughs> sterile. <laughs> yeah,
0: poor choice. You know what is sterile? uh The COVID vaccine. Excited for that one.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you know that's uh, another thing we can look forward to next year. You know, n- now I'm
2: wondering uh, how, how, what's the status on STDs with uh, with bonobos? It should be like a rampant issue for them, though. No?
0: Uh, well, oh, I think also they they have a smaller population. So, like, hmm. I mean, one of the things when you have like eight billion humans on like different parts of the globe and different environments that are all interconnected, you know, you get a bug from, like, you know, one idiot out there does something stupid, bangs a bonobo, and then you get uh, a bug <laughs> gets spread through the rest of the population. I I would imagine that when you have like, um you know, communities of like, I don't know, 150, 200 individuals that don't interact much with other members of the population. Um, I I don't know if that's how large bonobo communities are, but I would guess somewhere around there since they're similar to humans. Um, Then I, my best guess would be that it wouldn't be too much of an issue uh, because there's just less of a chance that STI gets introduced. And then if it does over time, yeah, probably everyone would get it, but then they would probably just evolve to deal with it fine. But I'm not sure, Eh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, oh. C- Colin is sad that he missed this episode. We have to yeah, content it. for him.
1: Loved it. He had some really soft balls coming down the plate, but Colin, yeah, Colin does just, have soft balls. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and he, <laughs> also,
0: he really does love STDs. That is, yeah. it's something Colin enjoys.
1: Yeah, you miss a hundred percent of the the pitches you don't take. You know, so he wasn't here. What are you gonna say? Well, uh. I, anything else so we, we got it i guess we can keep talking about bonobo stds or, or we can wrap it up <laughs> no, i'm good. i, I, that's, I, I have that's my fill. You want to close on <laughs> no, yeah. well we wish you a very uh i hope you have a great new year's eve celebration if you're listening to this before the new year or a great new year a bonobo free and a a std free <laughs> 2021 um and and a great year for Bitcoin coming up. So a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Um, Please, um, you know, check out our show notes on the website on or, uh, you can, you know, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, give us a review on the podcast, hit that like button, uh, wherever you're listening to it. We'd really appreciate it. Give us a comment. We'd appreciate that too. Uh, or tell your friend about it in 2021, you know, Uh, spread those, spread the good word. um, that's it. This has been the Unhashed Podcast, the show where we're pretty Bitcoin down to earth and cut through all the blockchain bullshit. We love you. Goodbye. It's time to thank the people who are making this show happen. VIP patrons, Scott Offered from Crypto Money Tools, MKUltra07, and Peter McCormack from the What Bitcoin Did podcast. Thanks so much for your contributions. If you want to help contribute, you can go to patreon.com slash unhashed podcast or send Bitcoin to the address on the about page of unhashpodcast.com.
0: Thank you for your consideration.